welcome to the second episode of Going Meta with me, Peer. Today's topic is baking, or should I say the magic of baking, especially baking bread. So we won't be talking about any cakes or pies. So I hope any pie enthusiasts won't be disappointed. I want to start off today's episode with a poem. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wildflower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. So that's the beginning of a pretty famous poem by William Blake called Auguries of Innocence. And why did I start off this episode with this poem? It's because for me it is sort of symbolically for how a seemingly mundane thing such as baking and a simple thing as bread can be so complex and profound if we just look beneath the superficial. The smell of freshly baked bread really is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. It's just like a nice cup of coffee, it's like a hug from the inside, basically. But there is sort of a problem these days. Because most of us have this luxury of being able to buy vast amounts of bread at any second of the day. So we sort of lose the perspective of what it actually takes to produce this bread. And maybe at first glance it will seem sort of basic and simple. Baking bread is really a science for itself. And besides that, the profession of the baker has really lost its good reputation over the years. And now most bakers are known for being simple people with a low degree of education. Although if you look on YouTube, there seems to be a trend in recent years, especially when it comes to baking sourdough bread. People are again starting to realize that it is really an art and it is not as simple as you might think. In fact, even a whole episode of the show Cooked on Netflix by Michael Pollan has been dedicated to bread. It's the episode 3, I think. It's about air. You should definitely check it out. I recommend it highly. So every culture on this earth has some form of bread in its diet. Since I am from Germany, I can definitely confirm this. The history of our country has been the history of craftsmen and the profession of a baker has a long tradition in our country. Now, depending on where you're from, you might not know all the different kinds of bread we have here in Germany. We have white bread, we have dark bread, we have what is called Pumpernickel, we have rye bread, we have multi-seed bread, you name it. And we also have sourdough bread. Chances are if you talk to some people in Germany, they will probably tell you about their grandmother that used to bake sourdough bread for them. So what's so special about bread? Well, for one thing, it is quite affordable and it fills a lot of stomachs. In Morocco they speak Egyptian Arabic and in Egyptian Arabic the word for bread is also the word for life. It is called Aish. I am hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. 
And yeah, it is also not permitted to take a knife to bread, so you pull it with your hands, because it is considered a act that is too violent towards bread. So they really see bread as important. And I really like that idea. When you look at bread, you often see that it has some sort of pattern, whether it's a cross or three lines. And this happens through scoring before putting the bread in the oven. So you take a sharp knife or a razor and you cut into the loaf of bread to give it sort of a spot to expand because of all the gases that will expand during the baking process. And actually it's not an aesthetic thing. It used to be a sort of mark because back in the day people didn't have an oven at home. They had to use a sort of community oven in their town to which they took their bread doughs and let a baker bake their bread. So they scored it in a certain way to know that after baking this is their bread. And I think these little anecdotes are really interesting because you actually realize that if you delve into the topic of baking bread, it's really a journey into our past and you might actually learn something from it. Not just baking bread, of course. So how does it work to bake a bread? Well, the traditional way is to take some flour and water and some salt and combine them in a fashion that you will get a loaf of bread. So you usually start with just flour and water and put them together and leave them out on the counter at room temperature and the yeast in the air will function with this mixture and create the sourdough, to put it bluntly. So really there are two other ingredients I would say that are patience and of course knowledge. Just the concept of sourdough starter alone is quite incredible because it works in a manner that you actually feed it every day. So you give it new flour and new water to react with. So it will become more and bigger and better at elevating your bread. So it's kind of a pet or if you're a 90s kid like me, it's sort of like a Tamagotchi. So you have to take care of it and you can't forget to feed it otherwise it will die. So one thing I realized is that there are a number of factors that can lead to problems while baking bread. You have to sort of debug the whole process. If you're not familiar with this term, it's from coding. So you check all the factors and eliminate one after another and eventually you will find the bug or the problem. So you might ask, is it the oven? Did I need the dough enough? Did I let it rise enough? And so on. And again, this is the sweet balance between complexity and manageability. So when you're baking bread, you're of course doing something with your hands. You have to. You have to sense the dough. You have to listen to it, to hear what kind of sound it makes and if it's ready or not to go into the oven. So really, you're also sharpening your senses kind of compares to being an alchemist. So you make use of the four elements, fire in the form of an oven, air in the form of natural gases that will expand and lift your bread, earth in the form of grain that will form the flour, and of course water, creating a dough out of it. 
If you don't bake sourdough bread, you can do it half-heartedly with all kinds of auxiliaries. You can use industrial yeast or a ready bread mixture from the store, which I'm not judging you if you do this. I also have used it and it's convenient and can also taste quite good. But I think you won't be as fulfilled as you will be when you create your own sourdough bread. And the taste isn't the same. Because to be honest, the taste actually begins with the first grain of flour you start your process with. So if you go through the whole process of baking this bread, you will taste the whole process in the end. And the good thing about it is actually that you don't need a lot of equipment. So going to a meta level, what is it that I learned from baking bread? Baking bread is no forgiving task. To be honest, I think there has been no other activity in my life that has taught me persistence and patience as well as baking bread. And to then go through hours or even days of suffering and frustration, but at the end have something that might not be 100% perfect, but holds inside of it all the hardships you went through and is actually usable, well, maybe even delicious. It is as rewarding as only a few things in life, I think. To put your brain out of this routine and its daily habits and to enter a zone that at first is pretty uncomfortable but will create a spark inside of you that lets you experience countless moments of flow, forgetting everything around you and time just flying by. And the things you expose yourself to when you delve into such complex and challenging topics, these are things that you never thought about in your day-to-day -day routine. As I said before, baking bread takes a lot of time. And I think giving your time is one of the most honest demonstrations of love a person can give. So by giving baking time, the loaf of bread actually contains a lot of love. And yes, I know how cheesy that sounds, but I don't care. And lastly, baking bread really has something therapeutic. I mean, being alone in a clean kitchen, putting on your favorite music, you start dancing to it and you start creating this mess and then you get something beautiful and delicious out of it. I mean, there's not much in life that compares to this feeling, actually. To put things to an end, Life is quite complicated and our brains can only focus on so much before going insane. So with baking bread, it's nice to analyze and examine something that is simple enough so it's not totally overwhelming, but complex enough so it poses a certain challenge to understand and master it. It's this sweet balance of complexity and simplicity. And as I started this podcast with a poem, I would also like to end it with one by Robert Browning, which quite fittingly goes, If thou tastest a crust of bread, thou tastest all the stars and all the heavens. And I think nothing more needs to be said. So I hope you enjoyed the second episode of Going Meta. In the next episode, I will be talking about woodworking and the challenges I faced while trying to learn it and the lessons I learned from it. So until then, thank you so much for listening. 
And again, if you have any comments or feedback, don't be afraid to share it with me. And I hope you will tune in next time to Going Meta with me, Peer.